Welcome to the Caribbean Astrology Podcast. Don't forget to press the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. And if you have Rumble, I created a Rumble account. For those who know that they are of the House of Israel, and the Rumble account is called 7 and underscore, 7 underscore. And that is a collection of about 150 videos of other people videos, nothing that I created myself, that will assist the House of Israel with learning the history of your lineage. So let's get into it. Quick story time. I'm going to try to be quick anyway. I had learned three things from a recent situation. The first thing is hold on I'm sorry one second the first thing is I thought perhaps I should allow people to earn the type of loyalty that I come with naturally the second thing I learned was or noticed was how to turn a bad situation into a money or financial opportunity. And the third thing I learned was a different way to fight. Now, when it comes to fighting or infighting, I'm the one that, you know, will put the Timberlands on and take my bamboo earrings off, you know, and I'll fight. Like how I recently did with a racist, right? For whatever reason he had, he targeted a particular community of people to hate on or hate against the video had went viral and as he was against one community community excuse me of course he was for another community and so this is my different way of fighting you don't have to cuss people out yell and scream you know, and be dramatic and do all of these things. It's a different way of fighting, right? And so I asked him. My my thought was, right, when, when it comes to racist people, the Klansmen, the Proud Boys, the supremacists, a Nazi, like, I need you to make it make sense, right? I, I, I don't want you to actually come back. I don't want them to actually come back and, you know, answer the question. I just want them to think about this, right? So you're for one community and you're against another community. The thing is, when the Civil War happens, and I I said when the Civil War happens, okay? When the Civil War happens and you or whomever, proud boy, Nazi, whomever, racist, what, whoever, whatever. You will never be part of the elites. You will never be part of the 13 families. They will never invite you into their homes. You're not going to get an invitation, you and your family, to their underground bunkers. They're not going to put you and your family on their jet to fly off to their private island. You won't get to have sex with their daughters. You won't marry their daughters. You won't impregnate their daughters. 
an elite, a politician with 13 families, whoever, 13, 14, 15 families, whatever. You'll never get in. And whatever promise that they made, title, protection, at the end of the day, you'll never get it. Because that would be putting you on their level. And they want to keep that segregation throughout their generations in their families. So why exactly are you for one group of people and against another group of people? Better yet, why are you even against another group of people? If you're not going to get the ultimate reward, what are you doing it for? When the civil war happens and the politicians and the elites and the families, let's just say they want to stay in their homes. They have enough money to pay snipers. They're not going to say, hey, proud boy, bring your family, you and your family. Come into my house, we'll protect you. That'll never happen. Because they want to keep the segregation between them and the racists or the Klansmen or whomever. Just need you to make it make sense. I also, you know, had asked the bros to make it make sense for me. Because if you're saying that this is a group of people who are undesirable and you don't want them, then why are you spending your time and focusing on that which you do not want? That's going against the law of attraction, period. Why would you talk to who you don't want? Why would you fight and figure out different strategies to, to fight and, and regurgitate, regurgitate, excuse me, talking points, phrases and words and wait for an opportune time to, to use it on a community or group of people that you said you don't want. Make it make sense. Why aren't you spending your time focusing on who you do want if you're saying you don't want that? Because as far as I know, when somebody don't want to do something, they don't do it. And when they want to do something, they do it. Make it make sense. So this is a new way of fighting that I am learning, right? So this woman, her video goes viral on TikTok, and that's how I crossed her. And I followed her because of her passion when she was talking. She was very passionate. And then... Her and a couple other people had decided to create a group off of TikTok because certain things can't be said and shared on TikTok. And so I had joined that community. And I enjoyed the community because the community is a group of like-minded, I hear in my spirit, hella smart. You know, that's got to be a young ancestor. Hella smart. <laughs> 
like-minded, smart, according to my ancestors, hella smart, melanated people. They encourage, they uplift, and they inspire each other. I like the group. So she comes to the group and she was saying that she had a situation with another content creator on TikTok and she didn't understand where it was coming from. And so I went and looked at this TikTok creator's profile and she spent days, days, indirectly, passive, aggressively antagonizing the millennial lady. And this was a baby boomer carrying herself like this on social media. So my own personal opinion, after seeing days and days of an indirect, passive-aggressive fight, that the lady was looking for new followers and she was looking for clout, she was looking for attention. So I go back into the group and there's this other young lady who she said something, but it was neither here nor there, like Switzerland, neutral. I'm looking and I'm saying, aren't you the one that wanted to, you proposed the business with the millennial lady and so you're like Switzerland there was a point in time when I used to give people the benefit of the doubt and I would come up come up excuse me with the short end of the stick and so I learned that people are not as dense as I would think that they are and I've learned to stop giving people the benefit of the doubt. So now I got my eye on this young lady. Very smart, beautiful young lady. But I've got my eye on her. And there's a couple of people that was available. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying to myself, so ain't none of y'all about to support y'all girls? Some of y'all met her in person. Some of y'all got her phone number. 100% of y'all ride her coattail, but y'all are not going to support her? And she's saying that she has a situation going on and she don't know what the hell is happening. That's reaching out for some type of help or some type of support. And nobody has anything to say. So I said, I commented and I said, I can't sit back and watch them talk about I can't sit back and watch this baby boomer talk about the millennial lady like that because that's not what it is at all, whatsoever. And everybody should have been around long enough to discern on their own 
Now, when it comes to the millennial lady, she is passionate. She is genuine. And she doesn't have any malicious intent. She doesn't have any. She wanted to build a community. And she did. So there was a conversation prior to this where there was talks about a meet and greet with the community once everybody, you know, partakes in a wealth transfer. And initially I didn't have a yes or a no in my mind, but now after seeing this, I'm leaning towards a no because if this is what they're doing to her, and it's only online, they'll do it to me too, number one. And number two, what will y'all do if something should come up and we're in public? Now, I'm not saying people should, you know, flip tables and throw bottles and all types of, you know, I don't, I personally, I don't physically fight. My fight is to one-up you and gut punch that ass with my words and move the hell on. I'll go to sleep and won't even think nothing about it. That's my fight. But will they sit around and be complacent with their mouth shut should something come up with anybody in the community in the event that something should come up during a meet and greet? It reminded me of when Kanye West had the situation going on when he spoke the truth about the Caucasian Jews. He didn't say anything was a lie. And um, I'm sorry, anything that he said, it was not a lie. And all the major brand deals had dropped him, which who cares? Because Kanye is wealthy for the rest of his life, his children's lives, his grandchildren and his great grandchildren. They're just wealthy. They're going to be born trust fund babies with, a, with two silver spoons in their mouths. Matter of fact, gold bars, because we're not even doing silver spoons anymore. We're doing gold bars. But the community had needed to support Kanye during that time. And what I witnessed was that them putting fire to Kanye West's feet instead of supporting him. And then people wonder why when a person shifts from out of poverty and into wealth, they don't look back. And so I asked myself, are they, did they see what I'm currently seeing now? Because if they did, they are not wrong for not looking back. And then people, the community would say, oh, you don't forget where you come from. You act like you forgot where you come from. You, if this is what y'all are doing when there's not six figures in the bank account. And then we shift to money being in the bank account. They're not wrong for that. They're not wrong for that. People remember how they was treated. And people remember the things that they witnessed. 
Now, for me, I learn one of the ways that I learn is from other people's experiences. While the majority of the collective, they only learn a lesson when their feelings get hurt. I don't need to have no hurt feelings in order for me to learn something. People don't get it until their feelings is hurt. I don't need my feelings hurt in order for me to get it. So, we had that situation with Kanye. Then we had the situation with Jill Scott and the anthem when she sung her version of the national anthem. And Jill Scott did not tell one lie. She did not. And I was wondering, where was the community? Because it was like ants fighting racists. Like three people of the community fighting on 500 racists. There was a community in support of Jill Scott. Y'all remember this? Because this lady, the community made her go viral. They reshared, they stitched, they did this, they did that, and they made that woman go viral. Period, uh, period, uh, period, uh, period, uh. But when it came to the situation as of recently with Carlisa and her son, they didn't make her go viral. They didn't bring awareness to Carlisha and her son's situation. I was in in the correspondence section coming up out of my socks, especially on these on news stations that have these YouTube channels and stuff like that. And you know, to stop lying, tell the truth. Y'all spinning a narrative. Stop lying. Look at the word, because I noticed in 2020, when something comes out on the news, the specific words that are used will paint a picture in somebody's mind. And if they're not accurate, if they're not telling the truth, they're strategically and purposefully lying, the the people are going to believe it. It's a mass indoctrination. And people believe it. So if the U.S., you know, want to, as they already have, influence how people think and how people see things and perceive things, it wouldn't be hard. It wasn't hard. They've already accomplished it. So... I made my statement in the in the group, the private group. I said what I said. Then it was two people. Oh, me either. I can't do it either. I can't. So if I would not have led, y'all would have just kept quiet. Don't you got her phone number? Don't you got the millennial lady's phone number? I go in a live. I said what I said. And this is where, again, learning a different way of fighting comes in at. Because it really isn't even fighting. It's just, like, make it make sense. 
So one of the many things that I had said was to the baby boomer, if you had a problem with the millennial lady, you should have been a woman and pulled her aside and had a conversation with her. But that's not what you did. After I got done saying what I was saying, (coughs) I took note, mental note of who was there in support of the millennial lady and who was not. And who was just watching and listening, being nosy. Now, there's one guy I had gave him his flowers because of his integrity. He gets a lifetime uh, pass to the cookout for now. Now, that pass can be revoked at any time. And I say that because when people's bank accounts say one thing, they're one way. But when their bank account says something else, they switch up, they change. And what I liked about him was when the millennial lady was not on the baby boomers live. This gentleman had integrity and he was in support and stood up for the millennial lady. Even he did the right thing, even though the millennial lady's back was turned. And that is why he get his integrity is why he get a lifetime pass, at least for now to the cookout there was another one he was like switzerland much like that lady who wanted to do business with the millennial lady right this guy was like switzerland he was mutual he did confront the baby boomer and asked her what was her end game and all of what was going on and to the best of my knowledge the baby boomer never answered that After that, he didn't say anything else. But the majority, and this is where I saw God, because the majority of the people that was on the Baby Boomers Live were in support of the millennial lady. Nobody said anything bad about her. The only person that said something negative was the Baby Boomer. She was the only one. And God knew it was coming before it had came, and God was like, nah-uh. You're not going to, you know, try to tarnish the millennial lady's reputation and she's on assignment for the house of Israel. Absolutely not. Nobody believed that baby boomer. And there was a troll. I got to give the troll a flowers too. Don't know if it was a man or a woman, but it was a troll that was trolling and even took up, you know, his support. He even stood in support of the millennial lady. That it was funny. It was funny. But I'm watching, you know, what the people are doing that that are, you know, riding the millennial lady's coattails. And I'm seeing that there's no togetherness, there's no unity. It wasn't until I led in that way that the people decided that they would too. It wasn't until I said something first on the Baby Boomers um, live that everybody else began to chime in. If you do it to her, you met her, 
you got your phone number you got her phone number you're closer to her than i am and this is what you do to her i know you'll do it to me too if this is what you do online i'm not interested in seeing what you'll do in person not that i think that you know some something crazy would happen in person but you don't know and i prefer to have a basic understanding of who it is that I'm surrounding myself with. And I prefer to be around people who have integrity, who have moral standards, who have some type of understanding, some type of empathy. My list goes on. Do I expect anybody to be perfect? No. I expect them to learn just as I'm still learning. But do do I expect you to be just a messed up person? only thing you're thinking about is yourself and how you could and no I don't want to be around people like that I said this before and I say it again when it comes to the community if everybody will put their sexual desires aside and their ego aside and come together for a cause it would actually be a coup in the United States it would that unity will move mountains. And it doesn't have to be 100% of the community. It just could be enough people. Just make it be enough people. And we'll move mountains. We don't need nobody else, no agent, no Caucasian, no nobody. Just the community. So, go back into the group. Um, and people that were available was like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And there's this one guy, I was looking for him. Because he's in the group chit-chatting all day long. Every day, seven days a week. Even on holidays and weekends. He's chit-chatting. Strictly about cryptocurrency. He was he was nowhere to be found. And everybody that were available, what's going on? What happened? I don't know, blah, 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 blah. She too old. You know, the baby boomer, she too old, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, really? <laughs> then the next day there was a whole one hour conversation about what transpired. Y'all didn't have the one-hour conversation when everything was going down. Where was y'all support then? Y'all abandoned Kanye. Y'all abandoned Jill Scott. Y'all abandoned Carlisha. You abandoned this, the millennial lady. There's not too many women in crypto. And to have someone as spiritually fed in crypto as she is, and as a melanated woman on top of that, wouldn't you like that? (laughs) Wouldn't you love to see it? This woman, she reminds me of somebody who 
you know, the Bible says babes drink milk and adults eat meat. She reminds me of an adult Christian who's eating the meat of the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of not only cryptocurrency, but the generational wealth transfer and um, purpose in life and spiritual awakening and signs and wonders, just a plethora of different things. This is what she reminds Is it going to rain again? Oh, girl. Um, sorry, y'all. I'm sitting by the window. I'm saying to myself, why did it just get darker? I don't think I'm going to have to save my outing for another day. Because I don't want to be out in this thundering and lightning outside. So anyhow, the millennial lady reminds me of a well-fed, spiritually fed Christian that sat at the feet of God and learned all about, you know, God and purpose in life and Yeshua and the giants and the Nephilim that the scriptures talk about and all sorts of things. This is what she reminds me of. I like the lady so far. I like the lady. I can vouch for her. Do I expect her to be perfect? No. Would I put that off on her? No. I expect her to have her yin and her yang, her good and her bad, her good days and bad days. We all have those bad days, right? But overall, I like the lady. I like her because of her passion. I like her because of how genuine she is. I like her. So, I said what I said on the live. I got off. I'm looking at the private chat the next day and all of these people are talking amongst themselves and I remembered something. Recently, Kiki Palmer had a situation with what she was wearing at the Usher concert. Well, what her baby father had an issue with her wearing at the Usher concert. And I say, when he met Kiki, that's how she was dressed. That's what made him sexually attracted to her. He has sexual chemistry with Kiki Palmer based off of what she was wearing. And now that, you know, her and Usher were serenading each other at his concert, then all of a sudden, why are you wearing that you're a mother? Kiki then went and turned around and made a t-shirt. And on a t-shirt, it says, I'm a mother. And she spelled it M-O-T-H-A. Then she had that song, if you're going to act up, I'm about to link up. I'm about to link up. Because I'm not 100% tied down to you. The point is, she turned a negative situation into a financial opportunity. Stormy Wellington did something similar. 
um, uh, whoever that man is that she is with or was with, his ex went on a Tasha K show that she has on YouTube. And the woman said that this man bamboozled her out of the business that she created with her own equity, blood, sweat, and bumba clot tears. And if I remember right, she said that she didn't have no real problems with Stormy Wellington. So everybody wanted to know how Stormy Wellington had felt about the situation. Because after all, she was currently dating the man that bamboozled the other woman from out of her business. And we all know, those who know Stormy Wellington, we know that Stormy um, has her own um, I forget what they call these things. Um, I forget what they call these type of businesses, but you know, she got she doing her own things. Number one, um, New York Times bestselling author. Stormy Wellington took a couple of days before she went live. And then she went live and people thought that she was going to talk about how she felt with this woman who is the ex of her boyfriend being on the Tasha K show. Right. That's not what Stormy Wellington did. She talked about how she used to be a stripper and how she was a teenage mom and how she dropped out of school and how she became a millionaire, then lost her first million, and then rebuilt everything back and got more than that $1 million. And then she teaches other people, you know, to do the same thing. She mentors people. And she invited people to join her team. Then the next thing I knew, she was promoting her, I guess, her lip gloss or lipstick. And then Stormy Wellington has shirts, you know, with a little quote on the shirt. Then after all of that, that's when she addressed the ex-girlfriend. Stormy Wellington turned a bad situation into a financial one. And so I thought, when it comes to to the millennial woman, she could turn this bad situation into a campaign or some money, right? Because she could create a T-shirt that says, you know, women in crypto with her business logo on it. She could make a, a hat, women in crypto with her business logo on it. Make a throw blanket or a pillow, you know, that you toss on your love seat, you know. Women in crypto. I want to see more women in crypto. I want to see more melanated women in crypto. Get your t-shirt. Get your pillow. So those are the three things that I had learned. Turn a negative situation into a financial opportunity. I learned a different way to fight. 
And I'm learning to allow people to earn the type of loyalty that I come with. That I naturally come with. So in the group, I'm watching this guy whom I already know he was just watching what was being said, you know, in the private chat. And then I know he jumped on the um, baby boomers live and was just watching and listening. And I, I was monitoring these things. And then he comes in the group the very next day. And after the one hour conversation. And he goes straight into talking about crypto. I'm thinking, just like I thought about that uh, a racist Russian man. I said about the Russian, the, excuse me, the Russian. That's a new word right there, right? When you combine racist and Russian together. The racist Russian man, I said, I felt like he was being paid to cause division and do what he do. I think he got some Section 8, some, you know, a couple of bucks, gave him a temporary citizenship or temporary visa, whatever. I think he crossed that border. I think he was paid. Now, when it comes to this guy in this group, he said absolutely nothing. He was in support. He was not in support. He didn't have an opinion. He said nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Nothing. But he came right on in talking about crypto. My own personal thought is that this guy has resentment in his heart towards women. And I think that because you're in a woman's, a group created by a melanated woman and learning about money to partake in this next generational wealth transfer. But you're not supporting this melanated woman? Huh. Interesting. It reminds me of this girl that I met. She didn't have a legitimate reason to not like me, but she didn't. When she discovered the hospital that I worked for it's like I believe the hospital was number three in New York Times as a the, like the most sought out hospital that people wanted to work for all of a sudden she was as friendly as she wanted to be but I knew her well enough to know that the positions that were available she did not qualify for so after I let her see for herself that she didn't qualify for the positions that were available, she disappeared into the thin air. She was able to put her dislike for me aside and do what she needed to do to secure the bag. But when there was no bag for her to secure, she disappeared. She went right back to her original state. And this guy is reminding me of that girl. You dislike or have resentment towards women, or maybe you don't like her, but you're putting that aside enough to secure the bag 
And once the bag is secured, they're going to disappear. So I'm watching him. I am watching him. Not like a hawk, but I am watching him. And at the end of my day, I don't expect anybody to be perfect. I don't expect anybody to know all. No one human being can be all-knowing. But again, I've learned from other people's mistakes and I've learned to not give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm quite sure he's going to do what my little spidey senses is telling me what to do. I'm hearing my ancestors say the melanated women in that group are hella smart. Hella smart. They got jokes. They got jokes. So, anyhow, I'm about to head out. Get on up out of here. I'll make it do what it do. If this is what's going on online and amongst a small group of people, I really don't want to know what will happen in person. I don't want to know. I'm good. I'm good on it. Thank you guys for spending about 40 minutes with me. I hope that you learned much and gleaned much from this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And until next time, shalom.